Hello, Russell here. I'm really excited to share some of my conversation with Youssef Cat Stevens. You know who Cat Stevens is. Youssef Cat Stevens is a British singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist. His musical style consists of folk, pop, rock, and in his later career, Islamic music. This year is the 50th anniversary of his iconic album, T for the Tillerman, and Youssef Cat Stevens is set to release the re-recorded and reimagined T for the Tillerman on the 18th of September. You can listen to more episodes of Under the Skin only on Luminary, a subscription podcast net work with original shows from your favorite creators you can get a subscription for as little as two dollars 99 a month with their annual plan plus a seven-day free trial to get started visit luminarypodcast.com to start your free trial there's a load of great content on there and under the skin is just getting better and better i'm having some wonderful conversations and learning a great deal i hope you enjoy this free extract of my conversation with ucf cat stevens Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not no, a successful that, route. Yes, that's, that, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand Under the Skin. What was that period of your life like? The, the period of your life that, in, at least in commercial terms, were the most uh, fruitful what did that was that fulfilling it it was you, you were used it's great to see you know that the people are appreciating what you're doing i mean uh, we were going around at that time my first single was like lady dub on feel and uh you know that was suddenly riding high in the charts and suddenly i'm there along with free doing their thing mungo jerry doing their thing <laughs> and i'm there just, this quiet sort of madrigal thing called uh, Lady Dublin, inspired, by the way, I would, I would say, by Peter Green an awful lot. God bless him. Um, so anyway, this, this happened. And then, of course, the next album really did it. And that was T for the Tillerman, because then it was like Wild World and Father and Son. And suddenly everybody, you know, got to know Cass Stevens. Yeah. And then, but presumably, this was again was uh, in terms of personal fulfillment limited, but certainly in comparison to the your ongoing spiritual journey, because you made what, in retrospect, still seems like a radical decision to convert to Islam, to change your name, and to uh, sort of the, the renunciation of fame. In a sense, it's a, it is a, an apostasy of type because in an economic and materialistic society to renounce fame the sort of the one of the great uh sort of icons of of our systems of our secular faith is an, an act of yeah secular apostasy i'm happy with that bit of language so like even today it seems like a controversial thing perhaps like um, islam has become more maligned in the sort of anglophonic west since then but did you have a, an awareness of how controversial what you were doing was well that came of course later um but uh but I was, I was, I was, um, I was daring. I would say, in in as much as I was able to pass through certain thresholds, which had been placed there by you know whoever and whatever, and, and your your circumstance, your social surroundings, and your your upbringing, your culture. You know, um, I, I wasn't English, but I was. But then, you know, my mm. father was Greek, my mother was Swedish, and you know, and I, you know, I was kind of a free spirit. Uh, I didn't really belong to anything, and that was very important, I think, for my... And the same as what I was in school, you know, it was like I wasn't really in church with everybody else doing what they were doing. So um, 
that gives you a hint of why I was able to, at, at a certain point when I was given some sight of another way of looking at, at God, um, that, that was what enabled me to go forward. And, and, and that, is, that is the most important thing. I think one of, one of the, I think one of the greatest discoveries was for me to find, you know, a, um, well, with Islam, it was like to find a religion that was devoted entirely to God. Um, I didn't have to become a Jew. I didn't have to become, you know, I didn't have to become a monk or a priest. It was, it was actually the thing that opened my heart when I read the Quran, which was about 1975, so about five years later after, after Tilaman, um, was when I came upon the, the, the story of Joseph. And, and it was a, that story. The same thing, I mean, we've got all the prophets are in, in the Quran, by the way. I'm sure you know that, and maybe some people don't, but, you know, we're getting to know. And, and, and Prophet Joseph was, was, was like he'd gone through all these changes. And, of course, at, at a certain point, people didn't really know who he was. And he was a slave, and he was, he was sold as a slave. And finally, he, he got his way out of there, and then he made it to the rich house. It was all this, and I found so much semblance. Um, with his story. And at one point, when, when the brothers came to Egypt to get their food, and he was in charge of all the treasure, you know, the stockhouses, and, um, and when they said something bad about him, they didn't know he was facing them. He, he broke down. He broke down with him, but he didn't show them. And it was that where I realized that who I was, that I wasn't what people maybe make, make me out to be or what I made my, myself out to be. I was, and that's why I chose the name Yusuf, by the way, in the end, this is Joseph, you know, because I broke through. And, um, and I was given so many, so many enlightening you know, stages along this journey, I was just so grateful to, to get, to find this religion that where I could devote myself to God and, uh, and wow, that, that was my, that was, well, that, that again, of course, is the beginning of what happened next, but, but you know, because there's a lot that goes on after that. Because a lot of what, um, you know, I, uh, of what I know about your life, um, I, other than you know your musical genius i identify with as like now oh, this is what it's like to feel alienated as a kid this is what it's like to feel like you never fit in this is what it's like to become famous and to recognize that fame isn't fulfilling this is what it's like to put together a personal ideology made up of hinduism buddhism yoga christianity folklore mythology and to deify and worship in a sense your own art in my case comedy and in obviously in your case um, famously music um, but the 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 transition the conversion the the devotion to to follow a one faith and that that that's what what is it in particular about islam that called to you particularly as given but you know as you've explained that like the story of joseph is like an old testament story also and 
Why? What is it particularly about the nature of Islam that you feel contacted you? Well, I, I, I certainly wouldn't have been able to accept Islam if it, if it was if it was like full of superstitions and things and things which couldn't relate to the real world, right? And that I would say is the key because when I started reading the Quran, one of the things that just I woke up to was the Quran is full of directives to make you think, not to make you follow rituals, but to make you first of all think. So then it talks about, for instance, and I don't know any other scripture that does it to this degree, you know, where it points you to the sun, it points you to the moon, it says, these are creations of God. And the night and the day is a miracle, you know, and our, the fact that water falls and, and, and produces fruits and, and animals eat those grass and, and greenery and everything, all this is like signposts telling you that there is a creator and an, an almighty intellect behind everything that you see right there in front of you. That's very, very important because it didn't mean I had to, you know, believe some kind of unseen, you know, um, um, dogma without having perfect evidence in front of me. And let me just tell you one more thing, because there was this missing part of the story, which was where, just before I got the Quran, um, I was swimming in Malibu in, in kind of, I was like, uh, you know, California there. And... Um, and I went out for a swim, and there was no one else really swimming that day, so it wasn't clever, and I did that. And then suddenly, wow, I, I think I was, I'm going to try and make my way back. And of course, at that point, I realized I ain't going to make it. You know, you've got fractions of seconds to decide what to do next, and I didn't have any hesitation. And I said, God, if you save me, I'll work for you. <laughs> and then a wave came, a small wave, and just took me. And I, I had everything I needed now to get back. So people could say, oh, that's a coincidence. Hey, that's the most important coincidence that's ever happened in my life. As they say, coincidence is sometimes the way that God keeps himself anonymous. But this was no anonymous. This was me and God. And, and you know, later I found... Then the Quran came to me. And later, of course, I find that verse in the Quran. It says, oh, when the, when the storm comes and they're at sea, they make their religion pure for God. <laughs> so all these steps and signs you know, I was reading and were bringing me closer and closer. What could I do, Russell? What could I do? <laughs> I had to submit. That's it. Yeah, I really identify with what you're saying about recognizing that instead of looking for some peculiar dualistic uh proof of god you know the lightning flash or the voice from on high see in all things the divine beauty of nature and the potent intellect that we can read as being behind it i identify strongly with that I recognize those moments of terrified communion with God. And I identify too with what you're saying about 
feeling that God is all that you've always it seems like you've always had this yearning this longing to be at one with God I recognize that as well because when you're very famous you're invited to kind of participate in this illusion of infallibility or it does function as a kind of yes a kind of materialist ideology or theology almost that you know you, this is permanent somehow like i read once you know, who who are these powerful men who is the powerful man doesn't matter what you build up around you it's going nothing is permanent what is your power based on where does your power come from who is this power really i i recognize this strongly and i've had a, 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 a i would argue less dramatic and less severe uh version of, of of what you're describing a sense that that the, the answer is god the answer is god and i'm it's still something that i'm trying to understand and still something that i'm still working with well i hope you enjoyed that as much as i enjoyed it if you want more of the same get over to luminarypodcast.com uh, where you can get a free trial and you can subscribe for as little as 2.99 a month with their annual plan that's luminarypodcast.com obviously it's not available in all markets and there are uh, currency considerations and terms apply i love you hope you uh, come and join us over on luminary ta-da